0: Hey, America. Star listening.
1: listening out. Out. Beautiful <sighs> harmonies, as always, everybody. Mm. Dulcet tones Everybody. Well Just done. Just a joy to hear it every day. Yeah. Every day. Mm. That's every right. Day. Welcome to our, our latest daily podcast. Uh here daily. Four points from America. Yeah. Uh well, it's daily now because we have a Patreon that uh that you can join. That's yeah. uh
2: that's the joke. The opening gag is exclusive to Patreon. And if you're listening to this right now, you're a thief. Hit it.
1: And welcome to another stolen episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that breathes air. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. This is facepalm twice, and we haven't even done anything. Ah.
0: <laughs> it's
1: perfect. Welcome for the, the
0: record, yeah. For the record, we are not withholding any and any of our sweet, sweet content to any of our loyal listeners or even our disloyal listeners. Uh, how, however, we have <laughs> in fact started. We have in fact started a Patreon. Uh, just so you know, none of our normal content is going anywhere. You will still get the same kind of uh, great podcasts or crappy podcasts, whatever you want. Uh, from us. But find us on 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 Patreon if you'd like to send a couple of bucks or euro or pounds, whatever your currency is our way. And it'll help us create new content, innovative content, and maybe some sweet, sweet merch going forward. So just find us on Patreon and the rest is up to you you can also find us on other social media, uh, of course, on Facebook or Twitter at one two points USA, on Instagram at 12 Points from America. Email us directly, 12points from America at gmail.com. And I'm running out of breath. All right, somebody else take I this. Know we've got so much to cover
2: now with the socials.
0: My Spiel is getting spielier. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Leon's going so just be on. an hour of you talking
3: up our stuff, and then it'll be like, well, thanks for tuning <laughs> in.
1: It's a show about where you can see other things about the show. And that's it.
0: We've gone meta.
1: That's
2: what's it's a show about nothing. It's like Seinfeld. Ooh. Now I will say two things. We are uh probably gonna be pretty judicious about keeping this to Eurovision because I will say, for all of you over in Europe who are not aware, the American Song Contest is currently in its premiere run week by week here in the States on NBC. Uh, But because we are in our preview period, we're pretty much going to keep this all Eurovision all the time, baby.
0: That being said, vote for Yam House.
2: Yes, vote for Yam House. Vote for Minnesota. Uh, And then secondly, um, let's introduce our guest before we start dragging every single one of the songs this week.
0: Absolutely. And normally I would be the one introducing our our wonderful guest. Uh, I think it would probably be appropriate... If maybe Eric took the lead on this one, how who who do you want to who do you want to introduce us to this time, Eric? Sam, why would you say that?
1: I'll pass, actually. Uh, Sam, if you
2: want to do that.
0: well today, we've got Eric's girlfriend. Uh, so this is not <laughs> awkward at all.
2: That's right. It's Liz joining us live from also Eric's microphone. Okay, and live from scenic next to me.
4: Sweet. Oh.
0: Hey everyone. Hey. You see you see some some boyfriend girlfriend couples, some couples out there would happily share a you know a milkshake or a, a walk in the park but you two are sharing a microphone right now which is yeah. kind of sweet yeah.
4: it isn't way let's get
3: around damn milkshakes.
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all right so Liz tell us a little bit about yourself what's your what is your eurovision origin story and let's be honest this Kind of us, isn't it? To the majority
4: of the extent, yeah. But um, I did actually do my master's mm-hmm. degree over in Ireland, so I lived over there for a year and a half, um, and wasn't like deep in Eurovision, but had a you know had a, a notion that it was a thing that existed. Um, but of course, yeah, did not really get uh, deep into the whole um, until until Eric. Um, so. Mm-hmm. I think the first uh, first full show I watched was 2014, and uh Kushida. Oh, good. And yeah, was it was a, a phenomenal first show. Uh, so that was uh, I was I think I think pretty hooked and interested by then. Um,
2: by saying you were doing your grad studies in uh, in Ireland, I was worried that you might have been. Might have been Jedwarding it up for your for your first Eurovision.
4: One might imagine that, but I was there long before that. So, yeah. <laughs> so a number of years prior to Jedward.
0: <laughs> and thank heavens. Oh. Aw. <laughs> there's no you know what? Last time around with Olympia, we were saying that there's no there's no Surrey shaming here, there's no Hoover Phonic shaming. there is no Jedward shaming in this house either. I, you know, oh i would allow just a touch but not too much
2: because i think we said like (laughs) when we were reviewing that year jedward's was not one of the worst they really weren't
4: (laughs) and uh, there's a fine line between shaming and shade you know it's
0: yeah very true very very true and honestly it's it's your understanding of that difference which will make you a perfect perfect judge of the songs that we've got for today So so in your years of watching Eurovision, do you have any favorite Eurovision songs or moments that, that kind of are brought to the forefront?
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously that first contest is really memorable. But um, the first time I went through an entire cycle this last year, I think, was really informative just to understand, you know, the national finals process. And obviously there were fewer of those last year since we had so many repeats. But um, the actual act of watching the live shows, um, I think, was really... Uh, really informative and just really uh captivating, I think. Um, hmm. and then Eric and I obviously had the chance to travel to Paris for junior. Um and really being a part of we we were in the live audience. Um there was something I, I do some theater and some stage management in another another part of my life. And um what? Yeah, oh. I do. Um <laughs> I mean it's been a bit since we had a whole pandemic. But I um but there was something about the tightness and the actual production of the show and like here's the live music and the, here's the today I'm playing and here we go. And there you know there's no margin for error. and there's something just uh, deeply compelling about uh, the tightness with which the show is run. Uh, so even on top of the music and and the spectacle, there's something uh, that speaks to me in that as well. Yeah, some of my favorite songs, um, you know, I think Eric turned me on to both Fuego and she Got Me. <laughs> mm-hmm. relatively recently and then um i think last year my my, my pick was Jim McCasse. just loved the sassiness just flowing off of destiny but there was i think one particular moment watching the um the denmark national final in 2020 um mm-hmm. watching them do yes uh there to an absolutely empty house right as the pandemic was really ramping up there was something both like haunting and really moving about that too that kind
0: of stuck with me as well mm. So outside of the Eurovision sphere what kind of music do you listen to what what hits your switch what what energizes you what are you drawn to? yeah um, I mostly pop music um, a lot of
4: like 90s 2000s like the heyday of my youth sort of pop um, find myself returning to that or you know to 80s sort of music less like the flash dancey 80s more like <laughs> mm-hmm. more like the poppy poppy types of things um, I like now I listen to a lot of Pink I'm um, a big Weird Al fan you know and some of the more modern pop as well um, Mika I've uh, been a big fan of for many years now and I'm super excited to to see
0: him host as well. Excellent Are we ready to just kind of dive into the the group of songs that we've got tonight? I think we've got six of them that we're going to go over
2: Oh I'm right. ready
1: All right. Oh, what are we doing? I was born right ready Sam let's do this
0: Alright, so just as a little quick preview. <laughs> yes. Alright, so we are going to talk about Montenegro, Greece, San Marino, Ukraine, and the Netherlands, but we will start things off with a bit of a bang with Norway. Sub Wolfer, give that wolf a banana, performing in the second half of semi one. Let's let's hear a little bit of a preview of that for those who haven't had this inextricably stuck in their brains. And before
1: that wolf beats my grandma, gives that
0: So as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm not going to be able to give much of my personal thoughts about the songs, but I can certainly give information and context. So we don't have a ton of information about Subwoofer, other than the fact that it's Keith and Jim featuring DJ Astronaut. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, Sam, please provide context.
0: (laughs) And that's the best I can do. Go on. on. (laughs) Uh, Supposedly, they launched their careers a couple of trillion years ago, and they're based on the moon uh, the rest, TBD. Um, Norway. Yeah, just to
2: be clear, for anyone who is, like, new to this song or anything, these guys are, like, hiding their identities.
0: The, yeah, it's like the mass Singer on acid. Mm-hmm. With more potassium. <laughs> so, it's going to
3: be requested when we get to the actual contest, at what point will they reveal who they are? Oh,
1: my money's on never.
3: Really? Uh, well, I, I mean, I guess at some point... <sighs>
1: You know, when the song starts, they have to show who the songwriters are on screen. Are they just going to say Keith and Jim?
0: I think they are.
2: I suppose they can if they you can use a professional name. And the question is, could they? can they get around in Turin
3: without anyone noticing who they are? Like if it is any of the people that are suspected, then if someone sees them in a cafe or in a lobby, in a hotel, it, like the jigs up at that point.
4: But like, how would you even know that you'd seen them in the first place? I mean, there's some
3: suspicions that some relatively famous people.
4: Yeah, the
0: rumors. It's just a
3: coincidence. You know, this other band is hanging around.
0: Right. Yeah, there are rumors, hints, and allegations and whispers, but no, nothing's been confirmed. I, I don't know. Uh, it still I, seems I...
1: like they're probably just the Ilvis guys to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, but gonna... we
1: know what they look like. So, so if the, somehow they are unknown, then they can go around Turin and no one would have any idea. But mm-hmm.
3: that's probably not the case. So. So it seems like such a coordinated effort that I don't think a a couple of relative like street musicians could have pulled off. No, No, probably not.
2: Let's start with Liz. Liz, as the guest, we're going to give you first opinion.
0: Out of the frying pan, right into the fire, girl. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I love this song. It's
4: in my top five, and here's why. I love an exercise in the absurd. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Derek's eyebrows go up. Um, It's
1: it's my mic too, man.
4: Like I said, I love the exercise and the absurd. Um, and whether, you know, it, not every song has to be about something. It doesn't have to have a point. And this one I don't think does. And that's okay. Are you kidding? Uh, it's
1: about a grandma.
4: Right. No, no, I understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been calling this, uh, for short, Wolf Nanner. So if that sneaks out of my mouth, <laughs> um, this, is, this song is Wolf Nanner. But, like, I mean, I mean, it does make you feel something, whether that's, like, you want to bop and you want to dance or you're just angry, uh, like I think Derek probably is. <laughs> About the song, not in general.
2: <laughs> but also oh, true. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. I,
2: I think I might voice uh, Derek's opinion here then and say that this might be my least favorite entrant of the entire contest. Wow. Uh, I think I think that this song is uh offensively um uh not kitschy, but like novelty. Like, this is a transparently uh, novelty entry, and I... What's wrong
4: with that, I I don't,
2: I don't think, well, the thing is, I don't think that they're being, um, like, flip about the contest. I don't think this is quite, like, saying, you know, we are the winners of Eurovision, which is another big hatred of mine. Um, But this is, this is, A, not my jam, like, it's not my genre of choice, but more importantly, like, it's... Uh, I don't. It's dumb. It's dumb, and I think that the the production and songwriting is really disposable. And I don't. I don't know. It, it feels like it's like I said, not that it's being flip, but that it's like kind of not taking itself seriously, and it's being silly in a way that rubs me as very annoying. Um, I think it's a, a very immature kind of song.
0: So, Danny, if we oh. put if we put the wolves in an yeah. arena against Dustin the turkey. <laughs> get on. <laughs> they they could kill Dustin here. the turkey.
2: I think I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. Good to know. I can't even like love hate this song like I was able to do with like with Rafael last year or like with Ugu. Like I I every time this comes on the playlist on my Spotify, every time I'm like, Ugh, if I'm gonna sit through this whole thing, it's gonna feel like homework. And I don't feel that way about even some of the duds this year so i don't know i i really don't like this song wow that was i'm gonna come
3: and defend my position because danny said we have the same opinion this is not my last place okay (laughs) (laughs) i want to say though i agree with everything that's been said about it so far i do like absurdity. between both me and liz yes both you and liz (laughs) i like absurdity and this song is definitely absurd i think the music is really catchy but I just don't think it goes far enough with the concept. And the concept is wolves eat grandmas. That's it. Like we're going to do this Little Red Riding yes. Hood motif, but we're not going to go anywhere with it. And I and I keep waiting for them to say something really clever. The only really clever line that I feel like capitalizes on the concept is when they say, let's go to grandmas. Grandmas taste the best. And I thought, oh, I wish you would have done more like that, where they just kind of dig into the this goofy mythology that they're creating here of telling the story from the perspective of the wolf. And I don't know, just, it feels like a missed opportunity. Like, and if it is the Ilvis guys, what does the Fox say? I mean, it's, it's got a billion views on YouTube. They're kind of it's huge international hit. It would make sense that they would kind of, I don't know why they hide their faces, but they, you know, people know who they are, but at least with that song, there was a kind of this internal logic to it and they built on it and they explored all these different sounds and they went all these different directions. And it seemed like they were having fun with it here. It seems like it doesn't matter what they're saying. It could just be gibberish. The song is really fun, but every time I listen to it, I'm just like, what am I listening to here? What's the, what's the point of this? Eric? Uh, it's in my top five as well. <laughs> I,
1: I, uh, I, I, l- more than a I just, I, uh, I, it... <laughs> We're not gonna agree on everything. Uh we're gonna agree on the next one, but not 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 all of them. <laughs> um I I appreciate Derek what what you're saying about like the lack of depth, but it's a song called Give That Wolf a Banana. You know, like like I, I think I think it hits the target it's aiming for. It's it's very silly. I I just I think it's very, very catchy and fun, and it has the the simple but effective choreography it's performed really well as soon as we saw it staged at mgp it was pretty clear that that was going to win cuz it was it was for as dumb and weird as it is it's so polished it's so well yes. executed yes. like I, I, yeah it's it'll be in the final uh it'll be it'll probably do uh, it'll do better than Fallen Angel.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, will uh, really, it though? I, no, I I
2: think it will. I, I don't know how much how much better, but I think it'll do better. This is gonna be total anathema. I mean, uh, to to me from 365 days ago, but I vastly prefer ticks to subwoofer. Wow. Go to hell! Yeah, you
4: take that back.
2: <laughs> I would li- I would listen to Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel, at least, I can kind of just kind of like spitefully listen to, but I really don't get any mileage out of this. Wow. I don't How get do that you, at why all. Why do you hate
4: fun, Danny? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say, as I reach for my cognac snifter in my <laughs> red smoking jacket.
1: This song is Marvel movies, and you are Martin Scorsese, sir.
2: Yeah, kind
1: of, yeah. All right, and Sam, again, what's your opinion? I
2: agree with Eric 100%. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Derek is just Switzerland
0: all the time. No, Sam is Switzerland. I'm Switzerland. Homely EBU. All right.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, Swiss Miss, what's our next song?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am chocolatey and covered in marshmallows, but uh, Mm -hmm. nobody else has to know that. All right, we move on to Montenegro. Switching gears completely, we have Vladina with Breathe being performed in the second half of semi final two. Let's hear a little clip of that. All right, so that is Vladina's Breathe being performed second half of Semi Uh, 2. Obviously something coming from a really serious and dark place. Uh, It's written about uh, Vladina's mother's passing from COVID last year. Um, This is Montenegro's return to the contest after skipping what would have been 2020 and also 2021. A little bit of info on the writing team. This is co-written by Darko Dimitrov, who also contributed to writing credits on Loco Loco. Crowd Fall from the Sky, and a number of other really solid Balkan area entries over the last couple of years or so. So who wants to take first crack at Breathe? Well, okay. I I just
1: want to say the fact that it's about how her mother died of COVID makes me feel really bad for what I'm about to do.
2: T- okay. Yeah. Uh, I, going into it, Stevie and I have talked about this, about like bad operas and bad musicals that we've seen that are like written from a place of deep personal trauma. And it's like, well, the the, the trauma and the pain is unimpeachable. Like the depth of feeling here, we can't say is ungenuine. We can't say that this is coming from a fake place. For sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. However, it's that, yeah,
4: <laughs> what we here's... can say... <clears throat> like
2: go on being, eric
1: yes my biggest takeaway is i have never more desperately wished a song was not in english
4: 100
1: the chorus i i all i hear hun do you want to do this with me yeah, yeah. okay so it just it's it's just like air, air. is really great I'm gonna breathe air. air is super cool unforgivable i love to breathe air it's the Those best harmonies. thing to breathe
2: yeah. yeah yeah so when she's like the air is what i breathe i'm kind of like well what else what else yeah fish this does not apply to you (laughs) i yeah
1: like it's it it is really really passionately performed and really well performed like i I think they're going to make the final which is which is great for montenegro Ah. but oh my god the, the lyrics it's really frustrating it's really really frustrating to listen to because it it, it it feels like one of those songs that was written in another language and then translated and I, I don't know that that's the case with this but that that is really really what it feels like and as is often the case with those it's uh it's just rough well
4: and I think it it, it begs a primary question because I know Vladez had said you, that instead of doing the song you know in in the native language they chose English so that the message could have a broader appeal um, but then Do you run the risk of, I think, in my opinion, I think your opinion, Eric, that of the, you know, the message coming through, but in a way that sounds hokey, cheesy, unforgivable. Um, Here was my thing, actually,
2: and it's the presence of the word unforgivable sort of like put in the middle of those lyrics though it's in English and ostensibly to be understood by, by most people, the lyrical content actually takes a fair bit of wading through to actually understand, like, I mean, thematically, like, like, what's going on behind the story of this song? And she's just like, the air is what I breathe. It's just like, okay, and where are we going? And then she's just like, it's unforgivable! And I'm like, well, what is...
4: And my, my only assumption is that it's maybe the healthcare situation in Montenegro did not allow Un- for. Und- yeah, I mean, like, yeah. great, but like also,
1: you could have no. sung about that instead of just singing about like, how cool air is. Had this not for been in English, way. I
4: would have I would have listened to this and said, "This is a beautiful ballad, and it's it's powerfully sung." I have zero complaints with the way that she's performing. It's just the lyrics, and that's enough to ruin it for me.
3: This is one of those questions we have every single year about the use of language. And I feel like this is going to come up again in a few other episodes we do where, you know, I, I appreciate the intention being there and I'm sure she can sing it well. It's just, yeah, like you said, the lyrics just don't do it any favors. It comes across as really maudlin and, you know, three of the top five songs last year were not in English and they did perfectly well. I don't think that's a barrier anymore, or at least it shouldn't Mm be.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And it's, it's kind of disturbing to think that, you know, I'm just imagining her press conference and she's going to start talking about her mother and she's going to start crying and it's just going to be like, it's, uh, (laughs) yeah, sorry. (laughs) I, I honestly don't think this is going to qualify. I don't think Montenegro has the, has the support it needs. Typically Um, we, we've seen good Montenegrin songs come and go and, They've... Yeah,
2: which is a shame because they need the encouragement to stay in the contest, and I have to only assume that they might sit out oh, against, it out again again next not. year because of the because of the lack of traction that this song is most likely going to get. I, I think yeah. it's going to do all right. I really do. Yeah, I, if so this I on one a, gets a, in, I, I think this is going to be one that squeaks in if it gets it, in. Well, yes, yes,
1: I, I I agree with that. I could very well see it finishing eleventh or twelfth, but like for, on a on an emotional musical level it reminds me more of proud than of a song like uh like the slow amen or oh, there were both slow uh yeah. the, the slovenian <laughs> amen uh, or the other amen neither of them did especially well like it, it feels more like proud than those uh okay. to, to to me because it's personal and 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 that goes a long way at at eurovision when when you can when you can see those things
3: so i mean we're gonna need to see it i mean yeah it's going to come down to how well she can sing it and how well she can convey those emotions. Mm-hmm. Cause if it's just an okay performance too. Yeah. Sorry. It's, I think that's the end of it. One other quick, very
1: minor correction. Uh, four of the top five last year were in non-English. Yeah. The entire top three and then Ukraine in fifth. Uh, we're all in not English. Only our pal Dati Freyr messing it up by not singing in Icelandic. What <laughs> could <an> too. idiot. <laughs>
0: Well, has everybody kind of said their piece invented about breathe or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The pose. Well, in that case, we go to another uplifting entry with Greece's Amanda Tenfjord with Die Together. Oh, that's that's a that's a transition. Um, Way to go, Sam. Yeah. Derek, play the music. It's been a hell of a year but we've been living in fear are close to giving up But if we All right, so that is Greece's Amanda Tanfjord that Died Together, second half of Semi 2. So her backstory, she was born in Norway, spent part of her childhood in Greece. She's half Greek, half Norwegian. She returned to Norway, sort of her home base. We haven't had a Greek-born singer representing Greece since Yana Tertzi in 2018. Uh, it's still a better, more recent track record than Cyprus. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> which has last had their last Cypriot entry, Cypriot-born singer in 2017. So amanda tenfjord die together who wants to start this one off
3: god this one's good it's so good (laughs) and it kind of comes out of nowhere and it just builds and builds and builds and i love that there's no instrumentation for the first was it 15 20 seconds at least at least and then it just a little bit comes in a little bit more and by the end it's just kind of booming and I love that little synthy thing they do with her voice. I didn't like that at first, but that kind of grew on me. I think her she conveys a lot of emotion. I haven't heard her sing it live. I don't know if there's a recording out there of that, but I'm really excited for this one. I'm hoping this one does exceptionally well.
2: I'm excited to see how live staging can change my mind about this one right now, which mm-hmm. is that it is it doesn't I don't hate this at all, but I don't sort of pay it any attention at the at the current moment. It's just a total coin flip for me how it could do. I'm like, this could do, this could do really well. This could sort of be cast by the wayside. I, I don't know what it is about it right now that is just not seizing me. And I've sort of seen that uh, that sentiment be echoed in the vague corners of the Eurovision fandom that I see. I don't, I don't know anyone who can detest this song. I, I can definitely parrot that from you, Derek. That there's, This is clearly a good song. But I, I just am not in love with it yet.
4: Yeah, I, I guess I'm not either. Um, there's nothing offensive about it. Her vocals are lovely. Obviously, it's a, it feels a little dark. You know, kind of a hopeful way. Like, okay, uh, you know, it's been a hell of a, a, hell of a year. Yeah, sure, it has. But is that? I don't know if that's what people are looking for. Like, is the song what people are looking for this year? I don't know. Like you said, there hasn't been a. You know live version that i've seen either i did listen to some of her other live stuff and like her live vocals sound wonderful so i think from a performance standpoint i'm not concerned about that but yeah what do you do with it exactly um what is to get... be
2: done about <laughs> greece
4: yeah it, it's it's not <laughs> offensive it's perfectly fine it's in it's in my top half i wouldn't say it's it's not in my top 10.
2: derek lyrically is this our first actual kind of love
3: song that we have covered on the show? I mean, let's just count the love of eating grandmas, then, yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, okay. Oh, you know we do. <laughs> you know, we're not going to have a lot of our, of our you know, 30,000 breakup songs that we have this year during this preview show.
0: This is an actual
2: song about staying together. In fact, dying together.
0: But it's also, it not it also about the end of the relationship that basically if we die together, we haven't broken up?
3: She is technically saying that, yes.
0: Oh wow
2: Yeah,
1: but then it's not a breakup song, is it, Sam? I, I gotta I gotta say, I'm on hashtag Team Derek on this one. I think it's tremendous.
2: Eric, you got a yeah. soft spot for the Greek entrance, though. I
1: do. You're you're right, I do. But that's also because they're good. And <laughs> not necessarily because they're Greek, or in this case, also Norwegian. Uh also ten fjords is way too many.
0: Not for, Norway. Should, not for Norway. You should see That's... how many they have in Norway.
2: Yeah, yeah. they won't even miss I the should, 10 I that we like ran to. off with.
1: Yeah, and, and when Subwoofer wins, we'll get to find out.
0: Okay.
1: Can you but imagine?
2: You, where no. is the, Is this top five for you, Eric? Uh, if
1: it's not top five, it's close. Uh, top 10 comfortably, uh, quite possibly close to top five, if not there. It's just a really tremendously powerful song. I, I worry a little bit that, that it, it kind of demands the staging to match the the epicness of of the audio like are we gonna have like big galaxies in the background or whatever just kind of yeah you know you know how galaxies go yeah, that, yeah. that uh, we'll see but I, I the potential is there I I don't know that I see this as a winner un- un- unless the staging is just unreal I mean way more than just unreal
0: I think
3: Greece has been pretty good with their staging for the most part.
0: Generally.
2: Generally, I'm gonna um. I'm gonna have to differ with you. Don't you remember Better Love's big bouncy pink balls?
0: Why, yes, yes, I do. Quite like that song. Yeah, but it what about the this, big bouncy
2: know. pink balls? What about
3: them? <laughs> the him, save us.
0: You say you have a problem with big bouncy
2: pink balls, Danny? That was the year of big orbs. We all we all liked our onstage orbs. The, we're I wonder what the orbs. visual motif this year is I wonder, yeah I wonder... if
0: last year was lasers and bisexual lighting choices mm-hmm. 29 lighting choices before yeah, but... that it was orbs and then the year before that it was
2: like ne like l- neon square frames like mm-hmm. there's always happens to be like four or five people who were all i don't know paying attention to the same pinterest board <laughs> based on the lyrical
1: content alone i i think this year's
2: theme is going to be crying just a lot of crying. Oh boy, what Speaking better trans- crying, I was gonna say, yeah. what better transition can we do than going into the next song, Sam?
0: <laughs> oh god. Oh god, what have I ah. done? Alright, yeah, yeah, Achille Lauro stripper for San Marino. Just take it. <laughs> Okay, our next song up is, like I said, Stripper by Achille Lauro for San Marino, uh, the first half of semifinal two. Thoughts?
1: Well, before we get into thoughts uh, and prayers, as it turns out. Danny, I'm, I'm going to just send you the link really quick here. Uh, Liz noted, and I agree. This is this is screaming for a dramatic reading. Oh, <sighs> sure, okay. So, so just to open this up. Pick any part of the English lyrics and go to town. I just, I
2: really want this. Don't worry, I have already looked them up. Like a virgin, virgin. It's not a movie. London calling, call me. Ah, I love Britney. It's the devil in a birkin purse Man. i cannot tell you the love hate relationship that I have with this song. This is my the lucky one this year.
0: You're saying that Achille Laro is the new ukuuvte
2: I think so uh i i i I have nothing but admiration for the total commitment to this. slime ball, skeezy, douchebag rock star persona that he is completely drenched in for this entire song. It is such, just like I said, it's dirtbag throwback rock and roll. It is so bad, and it is so listenable. I hate it. I love it. <laughs> this man, man. Oh, God. And uh, he's a rock star with the name Achille Laudo. Like...
4: Which is actually kind of funny. Um, so... It's his stage name. Please tell me that
2: his real name is like Herman Merman or something.
4: No, so his real last name is Lauro, but but it's actually the name of a ship, an Italian cruise ship that was uh, built in 1939, but everyone associated his last name with this weird cruise ship. And so that's why he took that stage name. Um, But interestingly, and perhaps ironically, uh, it was hijacked in 1985, uh, caught fire a number of times, most recently in 1994, when it... Sank in the Indian Ocean off of Somalia. So, uh, so there. Uh, American history a nice lesson. Yeah, but, but, for, uh... but he took this <laughs> ship's name as his name, but uh, perhaps paralleling the sinking of this terrible, terrible song.
1: Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, what do you Looking think of this song? To... Oh,
4: oh it, cheap.
2: It feels cheap. Yeah, it's this is it's called stripper, and you really feel like you're sort of being. Dragged into a strip club for this song.
4: Yeah. I, I think, uh, Eric, you had described Monaskin's I Want to Be Your Slave video at one point, I think, as impossibly horny. Um, that sounds like something I'd say. And uh, this feels like that too, but less classy. Yeah, what if monoskin
1: um, was just trash? Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: Performing, and this is going to sound super mean, and I hope that if this guy listens to it, he takes it in stride. But the way that Achille Lauro performs is kind of like Damiano from Monoskin, but if he was two days from, like, overdosing and dying. Like, that's (laughs) what it's... uh, This guy is really just... (laughs) seems like he's strung out and completely oversexed and living the kind of rock star lifestyle that he... Like, that's the performance. He really sells it that he is this dirtbag rock star.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. Like you're you're really not here's 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 where i'm at and i feel better i i'm i thought that the, i was maybe going to be an outlier on on disliking this because i and I, I know some people really really like it there there mm-hmm. there has been a lot of a lot of consensus uh that intelligent music project bulgaria is the worst rock song of the year and i've come to disagree rock
2: song the worst rock song of the year oh really yeah. you think this is worse than it yes
1: this is worse and I, I've had a hard time coming to exactly why. But I think, I think Danny is, is kind of on the same track I am in terms of Akhil's stage presence. And I think for me also, it's his voice. I don't think his voice is especially well-suited to this sound. It feels so trashy and, yeah. and, 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 and lazy almost. Like, like It doesn't sound like there's any passion behind it at all and and at least Bulgaria, which I will trash in a later episode, don't worry it's oh, also yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. uh, at least they kind of have a thing that they're doing and they know what they're doing. this is this is entirely the wrong place for it spoilers, but mm-hmm. at least they know at least they're they're a unit that's cohesive and and, and knows what they're doing. This doesn't feel that way at all. I mean, he he was in Sanremo for Italy for the third or fourth time something like that.
0: Uh- Third as a contestant, fourth is who uh, was in as a guest last year as well.
1: Gotcha, and then turned up in San Marino with a worse song, with a with I think clearly a lower level of interest and passion, but saw it as a ticket, and he got it, and that bums me out.
2: This whole thing just bums me out. I have I, uh, I I think I can sort of appreciate it just a touch more because I'm not completely convinced. That it's real, the sort of disdain that he exudes on stage. I think it's part of the performance. I think it's part of the the rock star persona. But it's still. I mean, is that a testament to it? Where where does what is the line between? Oh, he's just pretending to uh, really not give a shit. and uh, <laughs> does he actually? And does he actually?
3: Oh, God, Tarek loves it,
2: Doesn't guys. He- this is
3: the song of the year. <laughs> i think i think you really really missed the mark when you rooted for monoskin because this is the italian song that we should have gotten
2: i was gonna say this is the a worthy successor to the throne huh no I,
3: I i agree with everything everything's been said it's just and i but i don't love it um it's so hard to know because i i understand i mean it's it reminds me of tix a lot and his whole persona mm-hmm. Where he's just this unlikable douchebag character who wants to party and whatever, but I don't know what the point of it is. And listening to the lyrics, it's like, okay, you, you're sort of the embodiment of this just awful person. And I understand that it's a, it's a persona, like maybe it's not who you really are. But what are what's the commentary you're making with it? Like, I mean, you... maybe
4: maybe you missed that part. It's a uh, cowboy. My heart is his sex toy. Wasn't that the point? <laughs> yes. from playboy
3: is he did he kind of lose the lose the joke like i think last year i talked about andrew dice clay originally started out as a character that he did on stage as part of a stand-up routine that he made fun of and then it got to be so popular he just embodied it and that's who he is now and i just kind of feel like similarly he saw these like motley crew or something and he's kind of what they were doing and he's like i'm gonna do that and then it just it just became his thing and that's who he is now
1: the, the main point of the song is that air is what we breathe.
2: I relate to this on a human level. Yeah. I also. I feel there. like the only proper way to enjoy this song is enjoying, much like in an actual strip club, an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. Oh, guys, they have all-you-can-eat wings. Yeah, oh. but you have to listen to this song. Ah, <sighs> Sam, I I know it's I know it's next on the docket. So please legitimately save us.
0: All right. Next up, uh, I'm sure you will have a lot to talk about with this next one. Not that you've been, you know, shy and retiring about any of the other songs so far. Ukraine's Kalush Orchestra with Stefania, the first half of semifinal one. Let's hear a little snippet of that. Right, representing Ukraine this year is Kalush Orchestra with Stefania so the structure of this band is a little bit interesting so this is basically Kalush, which is a Ukrainian rap group it's been around for a couple of years and then they've enhanced themselves, I guess you could say with a few extra multi-instrumentalists to create Kalush Orchestra so it's sort of like Kalush Plus so the core Kalush group is Oleksiuk, Idor Didachuk and M.C. Uh, Kiliman, plus Timothy Musichuk and Vitali Dushik. Uh, Igor Dedenchuk, you might remember the name. He is also a member of Go A.
3: That's a name you don't forget.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting fact that I learned about these folks while we'll doing a little bit of digging. They've actually been signed to Def Jam Recordings. So that is the home, if you're not familiar with Def Jam, uh, either past and present home of acts like the Beastie Boys, Kanye West, Snoop, Rihanna, This is a solid, solid record label. They have a lot of money and a lot of support behind them in terms of their musical output. And now here they are after a bit of turbulence and drama in the national final and turbulence and drama the world over. They will be representing Ukraine in Turin.
2: So Uh, it's time to talk about the war. So the war is happening. And I think that there is a lot of... I will say, not entirely unfounded speculation about the sympathy vote because of Ukraine being invaded by Russia. I will add on to the fact that this song, that sort of, ah... But it's the, the I know this isn't exactly what it is, but the hook in the song, when he's singing Stefania, Stefania, it's sort of in that same register as the white singing that we talk about with, with Poland and, and, and that uh, Goway was exhibiting last year. I love that stuff. I absolutely love that style. It has sort of like a subtle discordance that I love. And it's kind of uh, it's it's melancholy without being saccharine at all. The combination of the of the rap, both in its lyrical and rhythmic content, with this hook is amazing. The only complaint that I have uh, is that we don't have the uh, ethnic flutist on stage. Uh, we just, the, the, the national, sort of the, the, the version that is up on YouTube, the video that is up on YouTube, he's sort of like doing air flute to a foot. Fl- and you know that he's not actually
4: playing it up there. Uh, I don't, I don't if, know that he's you th- that he's not playing it necessarily because it's, it's a non-hold flute like it's all controlled with just, overtones and your finger at the end of like that's how it's played
2: I have to wonder it's just too good it's just too good. Um, it's pretty good but in summary if you think that this song is going to get through on the strength of a sympathy of a sympathy vote you're wrong it's going to get through because it started out being very good I'm Is not that it? Sam, move us I, to the last one. Oh, no, hang on, hang <laughs> on.
0: There thoughts. Your thoughts. Oh, Eric,
2: I, Eric, tell me that you hate it. I don't hate it, but I'm
1: not that into it. It feels very authentic and Ukrainian. I just don't like the song that much. I don't think it's as strong of a song as as either of Go a's songs or some of the other things they've sent uh, since since they last won, uh, which was only six years ago. But... I don't know that it's a good enough song to win on its own merits. I think it could potentially win because of the sociopolitical things that are potentially going to help. But what it kind of reminds me of in in, in terms of that uh, potential as, as a victor, this is going to sound weird, but you remember when Heath Ledger died and all of a sudden, you know, he, he went from being a, a potential Oscar winner to an absolute Oscar favorite. And, and, and the response to that was... Oh, well, if he wins, it's not going to be because he was the best. It was because he died. And, and I worry that if, if Ukraine wins, that there could, be a re- there could be a similar response. It wasn't about the song. It was about what was going on in the world. That's why they won. And, and I, I think that I worry about that more in particular because I, I don't know that the song is a winner quality song.
4: I don't know. It's in my top five. Mine too. It's sitting right next to uh, "Give That Wolf Banana" for what that's worth, but uh...
2: <laughs> not mine too.
4: No, <laughs> uh, well, I think there's something, Danny. I, I agree 100 with what you said about there being something really haunting and beautiful about the vocal quality in, um, you know, in that refrain. I just before I had a consciousness that this that was the Ukrainian song. I was just listening to the playlist, and all of a sudden, like every time I heard that song, I just find myself stopping, like what is that? That's just gorgeous. And, you know, looking even a little further into it, once I realized that it was the Ukrainian song, I was like, oh, dang. Cause there, you know, obviously it's uh, objectively about the, the the actual mother, you know, that it's written about, but I think there's another level that you can even consider within, you know, a mother country. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a particular line that really stuck out at me, which uh, the English translation is I'll always find my way home, even if all roads are destroyed. And that was just Whoa. like a, a real gut punch. Wait, really? I have to yeah. agree. It's
2: it's sort of been Ooh, a, a a very not like um, not like fortuitous because the situation <laughs> is not fortuitous. But this song, although not written to encapsulate it, sort of has a ton of resonance with Ukraine's situation right now. It's uh, it's sort of a uh, a very it's it's completely accidental and coincidental uh but it works uncannily well i mean by became
3: a rallying cry during the pandemic as well strangely
2: enough um, sometimes uh it's just kind of works out at the right time exactly if it just comes at the right time sometimes you can luck into it
3: and i I kind of think what eric was saying like I, i thought about that like what if they do win under these circumstances they'll have an asterisk next to the year going forward in a way. I wonder though, I mean, there is a value to them winning with this song right now. And I wouldn't say they didn't deserve it. I think the song has a lot more meaning now. And I think it's, re- it's resonating with a lot more people. I would say, you know, if it did win, I wouldn't feel bad that they won because of the circumstances. I don't I did I in a vacuum. No, I don't think this would have won. I think I have done exceptionally well.
4: It comes back to the question of the right song at the right time. Yes, and both of those are elements of the contest. You know, a song that wins one year in a different circumstance maybe doesn't win. It's the same song, but it's a different circumstance. And I think that that part of the piece, the puzzle, can't be a <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah.
4: Well, I, I mean, think what we
2: are forgetting about this song is that it is not like it isn't cloying. It isn't kind of trying to go for the heartstrings, even though it is about old mama. Um, The second half of this song seizes me every time because of this absolute throwdown, breakdown beat that is just such a, uh, you know, it's usually every year we have one uh, absolute awesome banger song uh, devoted to the old gods. Um, And we get two this year between Fulan and Stefania. uh, And uh, I don't know which one is better. I, I, I really like both. We, we we cannot let the fact that this song is is a club banger be eclipsed by its uh, a political position.
0: I mean, uh, I mean I'm, I think... I'm not going to go too deeply into it, but I'll just say Jamala happened. Jamala did happen. Did happen. And we all
1: have to live with that. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> I just want to say really quickly, I think this song is absolutely brilliant. I was a little disappointed when Alina Posh got removed, for however that happened, but... Once i listened to this, I absolutely thought this is a great choice. I mean, even if it's the second choice, I think it's still brilliant. I th- yeah, I just, this is the kind of song that makes me excited for the contest every year. It's trying something different. It's melding new and old, and it has a real story behind it. It's sincere without being cloying. Um, when you, The more I dig into it, the more I like it. Like, he wrote it about his mother. The mother didn't know the song was happening until she saw it at the national final. Like she didn't know it existed. So she's sitting in the audience and this guy comes out and he starts singing Stefania and she's like, That's me.
0: It's a me, Stefania. (laughs) And it's
3: just the most wonderful thing in the world.
1: Cut to Stefania from Greece, being like, No, 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 no. Not not you. The other one. Stefan
0: from Estonia is like, wait a minute.
1: I, I Stefan
2: from America.
0: This song has everything. Everything. No, th- it I does, think, though. Think we, think
2: it we, we've just... discussed in the past all of the things that sort of make a winner a winner or what, you know, a call to action. Uh, it's a legitimately good song. It's at the right time. I would not be surprised if this one. It's the right song at the right time.
0: All right. Any other any other things to say about Stefania before we move on to our last song of the night? No. Okay. All right. Uh, like I said, last song. We move on to the Netherlands. Esteen or Steen. With Co. The, the, CO
3: Galaxy S ten.
0: Yes. Uh sponsored by Samsung. Anyway, de Deepto the depth, first half of semi-final one for the Netherlands. Let's hear a clip. Right. So a little bit of information about the Deepta. Uh, Steen Van Hollander is only 21 years old, uh, independent artist who basically had one of her first breakout albums over these just relatively recently. She was self-produced and then she got picked up. Very organic, very, very honest songwriting, uh, oftentimes uh, delving into topics of mental health and her struggles that she's had. She's been very open about this, Uh, but she does so in Dutch. This is the first entry to be performed entirely in Dutch since 2010, and it's only the second song that they've had in Dutch since the language rule was dropped for Eurovision back in 1999. They've almost always opted for pure English, except for a little bit of Tongo last year, and they had one song that was partially in an imaginary language a couple years before then. It didn't go well. So we were talking a little bit before about how a song would do in English versus a native language. I think this is a really interesting sort of counterpoint to that. What, what do folks think about the linguistic choices and just the song itself?
1: I had mentioned in the last show that Czech Republic had been my number one since the beginning and that it might still be. This is probably the only song that may have knocked it off the top. This is incredible. Just an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful song. You said she's 21. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Just an amazing voice, an amazing sound. I worry a little bit in the way that we worried about acts like Senec or Blanche. Uh the 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 Belgium effect, we'll say that they send these amazing songs that don't stage well. I'm intrigued because I don't quite know what the approach is going to be, but but my goodness, this song is just so good. And, and I don't know what else to say about it. Honestly, it's, it's one of my top couple songs of the year easily.
4: I did see a, um, it it was a perform, a live performance, um, on like a primetime talk show.
1: Oh, that's
2: right. Um, they did this
4: kind of cool grid thing with lasers that looked really neat. Um, and I wonder if that's maybe a, uh, Uh, a clue about what's coming in this in terms of the staging the one thing that i was kind of underwhelmed with was um (gasps) her underwhelmed not in her vocals her vocals are pristine um the song is lovely um but she has no expression in her face when she sings it like this is a song and we see like glimpses of this in the video like where she's chucking stuff out of the refrigerator to like go climb into it and be cold or you know yeah uh but like there was at least some feeling and some like this is a deeply passionate song um and what i saw in that live performance was just a like a dead face singing beautifully and i i don't know it felt like i wanted more
1: how 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 just devil's advocate so to speak how emotional on the night was danger zone
0: she was <laughs> dangerous. zone. she was you could tell that she was still nervous. I wouldn't say that she was deeply deeply emotive, but I think part of the the benefit and the blessing of city lights is that it kind of lent itself to a vulnerability. and that showing that sort of a little bit of fear behind the eyes, it actually played into the song well. And she also sang it like mad like it was so and, and
1: and maybe maybe that approach could be more difficult here. Because the song's not in English, to, to bring it back to what Sam was saying, uh, I, I guess I'm not I'm not too sure about about that. I mean, yeah, very very little of the audience is going to know what she's singing about, so it's going to have to come across in other ways. The song and the voice are comfortably good enough, uh, but yeah, hopefully hopefully it comes across in a in a good way. I, I think I think Liz's concern is is valid. As angry as I am about it. <laughs> Also, That's also, I just, every year. yeah, I, I just want to note. I know that that song is not called Danger Zone, but the the, the other thing that I need to stress is that I don't care.
3: <laughs> Everybody knows what song I'm talking about, so whatever.
0: Danny, Derek, take it.
3: Danny's got a look. Oh no! I don't know if we should go next or if we should go last. All right, I'll, be, I'll be You go, back. Derek. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, I think this song is absolutely brilliant. Uh, first time I heard it, I just knew it's, I think at least in the studio, and I, and I have these apprehensions, like I said, every year, I think there's always songs that you're just like, how are they going to stage it? How are they going to perform it? What's the camera going to be like? What's, I mean, it could fall apart. It could be brilliant. I mean, we just have to wait and see. I think but for what we have right now, I absolutely understand what she's saying, even though I don't understand a word of it. Like, when I listen to it a couple of times, the emotion she's trying to convey, when I go and I read the lyrics in English, it's like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. And it's a remarkable thing when you can convey that through a language you just don't understand. I think it's just haunting, and it's beautiful, and it's kind of introspective and slow, but it's not It's not boring or like cloying, I they think. Um God, I could just listen to it over and over again. Just drive around at night and listen to it. Mm. I did see that talk show, not sure what that is, that live performance she did. I really liked kind of the the use of light and dark, the neon, the color. I think that could really work if they're gonna work something like that into the staging. Again, I'm not a stage director. I don't know how these things are gonna look, but Liz is. <laughs> she was. I thought Liz. that was an effective Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, an effective presentation, so who knows. All right, Danny, tread right, lightly. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs>
2: it. This is the song that is going to break my heart this year. Oh no. I love, I love this song. This, I, I can see it so clearly plain as day, not qualifying. I I think this song is emotionally <sighs> gutting for its simplicity. Um, I think Sweden's song is also very emotionally gutting, but it also has a very full and lush arrangement. This song is um, a lot more intimate and has a much darker feel. Um, it can uh, throw around words like moody and, and stuff, but the emotion is is incredibly potent in this song. And it's a kind of very helpless heartbreak that is not, often well communicated in a pop song let alone in a pop song contest um the absolute balls uh, on the netherlands for having this balls <laughs> you see selection. the balls on this
0: country balls were Greece remember we talked about yes, this yes balls were
2: Greece big pink balls yeah um but i, I i'll <laughs> I'll just bring it back to what i said first this is uh a a, a great song a truly great song and it will not do well.
1: Uh, shut up, Danny. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, Sam. What's the next song?
0: Uh, the next song is our closing music. So, so not not gonna,
1: next- da, da, oh.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> so. All right, yeah. So last question before we wrap up for the uh, for the recording session here. Everybody, let's go around. What is your favorite out of this group? And what was your least favorite out of this group? Again, refreshing memories, Norway, Montenegro, Greece, San Marino, Ukraine, and the Netherlands.
3: This one is a perfect split. Three of these I adore and three of these I just do not like at all. (laughs) But I'm going to give it to the Netherlands is the best. And San Marino, what are you even doing?
1: Those are my two as well. I'll just get that out of the way
4: list uh my my top is ukraine uh bottom scraping that deep deep bottom is montenegro
1: someone hates air yep
4: i got a
2: close top two i'm gonna give mine to ukraine though Uh, bottom is norway oh you butthole (laughs) i really can enjoy i can enjoy montenegro twice before i enjoy norway once
0: well, the two Norwegian Americans on the panel know where you live, Danny. So, uh, good luck with that. Maybe yeah, we'll like see me. you next week. <laughs> uh, again, let us know what you think about our picks, our views, our, our hottest of takes, uh, over on our social media, you know, just rewind to the beginning of the show and, and you know where we are. Uh, again, if you like the content that we're putting out, want to support us financially, again, we're not going anywhere. If you don't, we would love it. If you did, you could find us on Patreon and, uh, for the price of a fancy cup of coffee per month. You too can help feed us- Feed a young hit.
2: Derek in need. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> feed a young me being subjected to the horrors of Eurovision past. Early.
0: Well, I suppose we should wrap this up for the evening and prepare ourselves for the, uh, the lunacy that will be the next week. But until then, everybody, I've been Samantha.
3: I've been Derek.
2: I've been Eric. I've been Danny. And there's Liz.
4: Thank you, Liz.
2: Thanks, Han.
0: You're welcome.
1: What are you doing later? Oh, you know what, never
0: mind. <laughs> For the love of God, America, stop listening now. Yum,
3: yum, yum. That's
0: perfect, thanks. <laughs> yum
1: yum, yum, yum,
0: yum, 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 yum.